welcome episode 11 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast coming at you Tuesday evening fresh off of the Yankees evening up the American League Division Series at two games apiece. Hey, we told you if the Yankees could even up the uh, DS, we'd come and get you a podcast out before Game 5, so that's what we're doing. Uh, Chris is a little uh, raspy today. Is that because you've been screaming like an animal or, uh, you know, a little under the weather? I think uh, I think it's a little bit of allergies, um, but I think it's mostly screaming like a maniac, not being able to sleep at night. Like, even when they win, I can't sleep. I have too much adrenaline pumping, so I think my body's starting to break down. I'm not the healthiest person in the world. All right, so let's just quickly run through these games because we got limited time today, but we did want to get a podcast out for you. Uh, let's just do some quick hitting type things, things that we, uh, you know, let's, let's do the podcast a little differently today. So we'll just throw some things out there and, and uh, have you react to them. So, <coughs> Sorry. Are you surprised that we're playing game five tomorrow? Part of me is, I think I've been trying to be optimistic, but realistic. Um, A big part of me, I've said it to a lot of people over the last week, thought they'd bring it back to Cleveland. Um, But realistically, trying to keep a solid head on my shoulders, I've been saying there's no way. Uh, And they did it. All right, so... The way I look at it is that if you had told me Thursday morning before game one that we'd be playing a game five, you'd absolutely sign the dotted line for it, right? Yes. Does that mentality change at all knowing what happened in game two? Are you disappointed now that you're playing a game five because you won the two at home and you really should have won game two? Um, It's funny. You know how against Joe Girardi I've been I'm very critical of him um I thought of something and I'm and I think it's just me trying to make the situation better I'm trying to think of it like this and I think we all have to at this point if Joe challenges that call we get out of the inning 8-3 right yeah that doesn't mean that the Indians still don't find a way to score those runs. We will never know. Okay? That's how I'm making it better. All right. So let's let's fast forward now. We're, uh, we recorded Sunday, right? It was Sunday morning we recorded, and it was, just a, it was just like a miserable day. Yeah, rainy. And miserable. It was – then we go. We had uh, Tanaka versus Carrasco as the game three starters. Absolute pitching duel. Both guys were locked in. Uh, Tanaka, I mean, all his faults, man. Biggest game of the year. The Yankees could have went home. He went out there and he shut down the Indians. You know uh, what he looked like? What did he look like? Like he did in Toronto. That's why I thought he should pitch game one, but – who cares now? I mean, he was brilliant. All right, so the the only scoring of the game was a seventh inning Greg Bird home run. The, the team went absolutely crazy when he hit it. Which but, I think uh, the Indians have the game under appeal. For what reason? Because it's not – you're not allowed to hit a lefty as a lefty, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what – I don't think that's 
allowed in Major League Baseball. That's what, page 38 in the binder? I think so. All right, so let's just – let me ask you this one question from that game. I know I was. Were you surprised that Greg Bird was allowed to hit off Andrew Miller? Normally I would have been, but it wasn't the first time that Joe let him hit against Andrew Miller in the series. And he didn't look good the first time that he faced him in the series. Yeah, but I think Greg Bird has proven that whether it's a lefty or righty, I don't care. If he gets a hold of one, it's going to go. And I think sometimes you have to ask yourself, yeah, I could put a righty in, but there's no one who's going to be as scary as him uh, with the way he's swinging the bat right now. So at that point in time, I wasn't shocked, but... The first time he let Greg Bird hit against Andrew Miller in the series, I was shocked. All right. So then also the other thing, Tanaka goes seven, which is what you want. You want your your starter to get you to seven. But then he goes to Robertson. It was always questionable what Robertson had given his game two outing. So Joe lets him go to two batters. He gets the first guy out, walks the next guy, goes right to Chapman. There the big question is... Why not just let Tanaka go? Go batter to batter if you're going to Chapman there anyway. <coughs> well... Oh, I sound awful. I'm sorry. Well, if you think he sounds awful, you should look at him. He's even uglier than normal right now. I'm in a... You know... No, you're just an ugly guy. Thanks. My wife thinks it's hot when my voice is like this. Oh, yeah? Or she just likes when I can't. Talk. I think she just likes it when you don't open your mouth. Yeah. Um, I would have went batter to batter. I also wasn't going to fault Joe for pulling him um, because he was so brilliant and he has given up so many home runs this year that maybe taking him out wasn't the worst move because at any given time he could give up that home run. And it had looked like... In the last inning or two, his pitches were getting up a little bit. Guys were starting yeah. to put better swings on him. I mean, think of this. All he had to do was give up one run that game. And the Yankees probably don't win. The Yankees held the Cleveland Indians off the scoreboard. So, we get to game four now. Yankees hold on. Chapman comes in and just... I don't I don't know. Is it as simple as he's holding his fingers on the ball differently? That he's a changed guy now and he's back to being the dominant role as Chapman? Well, listen, I'll, I'll say this from a personal perspective. In high school, I blew my arm out. I never threw incredibly hard, but I was a lefty and I became a finesse guy. When I got to college, I started to throw a slider. And when I threw that slider, I realized that with the smallest move of my fingers on the laces, I can throw that slider as a slurve. I could throw it as a slider that had a late breakdown at a, at a righty's back foot that they'd swing over. And then I can throw it almost as a cutter where it came in like a fastball and it cut over the plate at the last minute. So, yeah, it could be as simple as he moved his fingers uh, a quarter of a centimeter to the left and all of a sudden his ball's getting the pop that he needs. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest Aroldis Chapman guy. I know why the Yankees had to go out in there and sign him, but isn't there something 
that you just want to punch, you know, get all fired up like you're Rocky running the steps. When you see him throw 103 past a guy and he just does that, like, that that stare. You know what I'm talking about? When he just, he does that straight up pose and he's just yeah. staring in. Uh, that's awesome when he does that. But I can see how it might irk other teams. But even though I'm not the biggest Chapman fan, in the, I love when he does that. When he's just throwing that, that heat and he just, like, got that. I'll tell you what. Since he lost his job, he's had a different look in his eye when he comes in the game. Oh yeah. You're not going to distract him. He's focused. He doesn't care if he gives up a hit anymore. He's going to come and he's going to strike out the guy after him. So he's got a different look in his eye. And I trust Aroldis Chapman with everything right now. Well, you're going to have to because uh, I think Girardi's going to lean on him heavy tomorrow. But we'll get there in just a minute. Let's go to yesterday, uh, game four. Do you Now, you, once you get game three in the books... Are you more confident that they're going to get game four? No, I wasn't. I was I was very confident they won game three. Game four, only because of what kind of game Sev was coming off of, I didn't know if it was going to mentally get to him. But, I mean, he was he made me speechless. Kid's 23. And you know what Joe said? And he made a great point. In the wild card game, and we both looked at each other, and you said it. How fast was the first pitch of the game? He threw it was a hundred. Okay, last last night it was ninety six. A Rod brought that up on the post game. Okay, actually, so. he said that he said it on the pregame. I was watching that you want Severino's first pitch to be closer to ninety five, ninety six, because it would show you that his emotions were more in check. Yeah, he. I mean. He was a different pitcher. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he was. He was great. He did what he needed to do. He gave up a couple home runs, but I mean, geez, what did he throw? One hundred and fifteen pitches last night. Perfect. And he, still in the seventh inning, he's painting hundred a hundred. And you know what? I love the fire from him. He shows emotion, man, and I like it. He right. knows what this is all about. The offense breaks out last night, scores seven runs. Uh, they were aided a little bit by some sloppy Indians defense. But, hey, you're in the postseason now. If teams are going to give you extra outs, you got to capitalize on them. And they them. did, so, for the most part, yeah. All right, so just – so here's a couple of things we're going to touch on real quick from yesterday, game four. Joe wanted to get through yesterday without using Robertson, Chapman, or uh, Green, which he was able to do, but he almost wasn't because Bellin Batances <laughs> is back to his uh, Ricky Vaughn impersonation. I tweeted it was kind of a joke, but it also kind of wasn't that Garcia moved up the pecking order uh, ahead of Batances, but you're not going to see Batances anymore. Unless game five goes 18 innings, I can't imagine that Bellin Batances is getting in that game tomorrow. Nah, no way. You nope. can't you can't trust him in those types of spots. And it's sad because he was throwing really well, but when you have a history this year of just complete it's not like he just misses the plate. He's not even close. Didn't he almost hit somebody in the head last night? Like I was pissed off that Joe didn't have someone warming the second he came in. And then you take him out after that walk. It wasn't a walk where he was wasn't getting some close calls. He wasn't close, and he wasn't close to the next batter also. No, he he went 3-2 on the first batter, and then he just wasn't even close on anything in uh, 
the next at bat. So then you got your boy Tommy Canely coming in there. And what can you say about the job that Canely's done in this postseason? He's been phenomenal, man. He comes in, he gives you two innings to re- five strikeouts to uh, close out the last two innings after his performance in a wild card game. I mean, you know, Tommy Canely, there was a little uh, lack of confidence in him there. You know, what would you say about, you know, sometime in August he was battling a little wildness himself. But, man, you don't know if the Yankees are even in a game five right now if it's not for Tommy Canely. Sure. So, here we are. We're, uh, you know, about 24 hours from uh, first pitch of uh, game five. Just a couple quick hitters. Uh, are you at all concerned about Aaron Judge right now. No. You're, the A-Rod made a great point. He's what, one for 15? Yeah. Wild card game. I know he's not, I know he's not one for 15 since the wild card game. He's only one for 15 in the ALDS, but I'm going to take you back, okay? Wild card game. Who was right in the middle of that thing breaking the game open? No, oh, he was. Okay. Game three, Yankees win their first game of the ALDS. Who saved the game? Oh, that was, yeah. He, he robbed the home run. Game four, when they win, who gets the base hit that really separates the game? Number 99. Aaron Judge has been in the middle of every single postseason win, whether it's up at bat, whether it's in the outfield. So, no, I'm not concerned with Aaron Judge. All right. So, are you... Girardi made one lineup change yesterday. He swapped uh, Gregorius and Sanchez. Uh, Didi moved up to three. Sanchez down in the cleanup spot. And he actually moved Bird up to five. Are you okay with those moves? How many runs did the Yankees score? Seven. Yes, I'm okay with those moves. <laughs> but you weren't because you said previous. <laughs> Am I ever okay? You said previous to the game starting. You said even in the playoffs, Joe's got to change the lineup. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, the guy can never just say consistent, but you know what? And, we, and we're going to end on this. So if you have other stuff to say, you say it. I want to end on something about Joe Girardi. All right, so let me just say this. Let me ask you one more question, and then you can say what you need to say, okay? Yes. All right. Uh, I read before you came over here to record this that Joe's got eight spots locked in. He hasn't said where they're hitting, but he says all eight guys are remaining the same. The only thing he's not sure of yet is who's going to DH tomorrow night. Ellsbury or Headley seems to be the guys. Do you maybe think that Holiday should should get that chance tomorrow night? Uh, Yes, I do. I think he's earned it. I think off the field he's carried this team. Uh, Sometimes even on the field he's carried this team. I think the guy deserves it. And if not, Joe, then please keep him off the ALCS roster because he's just wasting space. Should they win tomorrow? Should should they win? Should they win tomorrow? If Holiday doesn't play tomorrow, I don't know what you you can expect out of him going forward. Right. All right. Next, one other thing. You got arrested Green, rested Robertson, rested Chapman tomorrow. How many outs are you looking to get from CeCe Sabathia? As many as you can. As many as you think he can give you. Here's my problem. And it's always been my problem. I don't know what the outcome of the game is going to be tomorrow. I don't know that in the third inning, the Yankees aren't up 8 nothing. 
So I'm not going to sit here and tell you how many outs CC has to give me. What if he's throwing a perfect game through three innings, four innings? You're going to just go to green? No. If he's dominant, the Yankees are putting up runs. He could go seven innings. I'm going to let the game play out. And I'm going to do what I feel's right in the moment. You nick Kluber for... I can't expect... I'm not going in there expecting Kluber to... Of course not. So you nick him for a run in the second inning. Top, bottom four. Yankees are up one nothing. CC walks the leadoff guy. You, yes. Girardi, Girardi's not getting itchy right there? No, yeah, he is. And you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go to Green. Yeah, you are. Especially if you got a big time right-handed hitter. Yes. Because they. Uh, I was just reading. They, I literally said yes. They think Encarnacion's gonna play tomorrow. I'm not scared of him. All right. So next time we record, are we recording ALCS recap or are we recording the recap of the New York Yankee season? ALCS. So there's no way in hell this team gets to Cleveland and they lose this game five. It's a fair point. I, you know, so can I, can I end with what I want to say? And Christian was on with our buddy Munch in Ohio. Uh, Munch. He's on Fox sports over there. Uh, we have a nice relationship with him. We have fun whenever the Yanks play the Indians. We're going to play you that interview when we wrap up here. Um, but I just want to say one thing. I've never been the biggest Joe Girardi supporter. And after that game, I said, if they didn't get to game to a game five, he's gone. Joe finally showed his vulnerability about this situation after last night's win. He broke down. He got choked up a little bit and here's why. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't have any inside uh, intel here, but I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you confidently. After all that happened, the Yankees got to Yankee Stadium, and a guy like Brett Gardner, a guy like Matt Holliday, one of the veterans said, we're going to have a players meeting. Joe, stay in your office. This is just the players. And they looked at every single player, and they said, we have two ways to go about this right now. We can sit down and die and go home or we can show our manager that we have his back, go out there, win two games and get to Cleveland. And that's exactly what this team did. That wasn't just for us. That wasn't just for them. That was for their manager. And for that, I support Joe. For that, I want to see Joe come back. Because what did we say? When we record it Sunday, you're going to let the New York Yankees players decide who the 2018 manager of this team is And they be. decided. And you know what? They're going to go out there in game five, and I think they're going to put Kluber to bed. I do, and that's a bold statement, but I do. And you heard it here. He's gone. The Yankees win this game, and they go to the ALCS. And you know what? They probably win the pennant. Because I said if this team beats Cleveland, and they've outplayed them in almost every single game, Assuming Joe challenges that call, they don't lose. So and you're definitely not going to beat him in a seven game. CC's set. your guy tomorrow. You got no second thought about maybe going to Sonny Gray. No way. I if Sonny Gray even touches a baseball tomorrow, I'm going to break my television. All right, folks. There you heard it. He's going to break his television if Sonny Gray pitches tomorrow. 
Um, I don't know, man. It's a toss up. It's a flip of a coin. It's it's gonna be. It's not gonna be one of those wild games. It's gonna somebody's gonna get a big hit late, and somebody's gonna win this game three to two. It's just how it's gonna be. Disagree. All right. So, um, by the way, Cleveland right now has lost how many in a row elimination games? They're four and sixteen in their last twenty. Okay. I believe. I think they last night was their fifth straight loss. And they had three chances to close out the World Series last year and they didn't do it. Three, right. And then game three, game four. Yeah. Let's make it six. All right. So um, either way, I think, you know, we'll find some time to get to you guys on Sunday. Uh, Actually, Saturday night, we're going to see our very first guest in uh, do a little, do his comedy routine. We'll be seeing Vic DiBetetto at at Bananas Comedy Club. Uh, Hopefully it will be interfering with Game two of the ALCS. But if not, either way, we're looking forward to seeing Vic. And uh, I think Sunday, you know, we'll find a way to come on and talk, hopefully, about the first two games of the ALCS. If not, then it is what it is. But you got to be proud of this team right now. That down 0-2 after how things shook, uh, broke down on Friday that they came out there and they took care of business at home. I'm a very proud Yankee fan. And that's the first time I've said that in a very long time. All right, so we'll say our goodbyes, but don't you go anywhere yeah, because stay. Make sure you stay for after the outro music here. Uh, we're gonna kick right into the interview with Christian and Munch. It's some really, really good stuff. I never compliment Christian. No, never. It hurts my stomach, my chest to say anything nice about him. But this interview was absolutely incredible. So make sure you uh, listen through here. All right, so iCloud, oh, Jesus Christ, every time, iTunes, <laughs> maybe, SoundCloud, and maybe Stitcher. Maybe we should uh, invent iCloud. Is iCloud is thing? already invented. That's, that's just the cloud, isn't that, it? That's where your stuff goes. Oh, yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, <laughs> Twitter, at, uh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Twitter, at NYY Sports Talk. Hopefully, when we come on Sunday, we'll be talking to, uh, to recap the first two games of the ALCS. No, we will be. We will. All right, we will He wants to make a bold prediction. Come on. All right. So, Sunday, we'll be looking at how the Yankees broke down the fir- in the first two games of the ALCS. There you, go. you want me to say that? Let's do it. All right. So, that's it for me. Be- don't hang up the phone. Stay on. Listen to the interview with Munch. Munch is great. We love talking to him. Uh, this is my third time on with him this year. Uh, just an awesome dude. So uh, he's, you know, he's definitely room for the Indians. But you know, we we hope this that Munch is a little unhappy. Come, uh, I agree. Tomorrow's Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Come Thursday morning. <laughs> All right. So thank you again for listening. This has been an abbreviated episode eleven, but we just wanted to come on before Game Five. Uh, Again, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, but don't go anywhere. Listen to the interview. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.